Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, October 9th. Don't worry about others' opinions. Don't be concerned with what anyone says or thinks about you, unless you think you might learn something by listening. Think in terms of what you give out to others, not of what you receive from them in return. There's a couple of really important points here. He says, don't worry about others' opinions of you. Don't be concerned with what anyone says or thinks about you, unless you think you can learn from it. So he's not, he's not telling us to be aloof and indifferent when other people give you good advice. That's not what he's saying. He says, don't be concerned about it. In other words, don't act in order to please people. And don't, I mean, don't act... Don't always be acting, looking around to seeing if you're pleasing people. And don't gauge whether or not what you've done is right only and entirely by whether other people like it. You know, it's very common in many kind of marketing, many kind of things in the world that you do market research and then you decide, you know, what you're going to do, what colors you'll use like this. And at a certain point in Ananda's development, it would have been would have been the late 70s. Um, I was involved with promotions and publicity and the, uh, the, the publications business, so I was all in the middle of all of that. And somehow or another in Los Angeles, we met um, a, a little group of friends, people, and uh, it was the Hollywood scene. And this man was a photographer, and he was a very, uh, very successful and uh, well-known photographer, and he did, uh, uh, at that time, people made albums. I'm going a big big square, an album with a vinyl record inside of it. I mean, I feel so like ridiculous children. We used to have what was called a record player that went in a circle and you had this big record and you put the needle. So maybe I'm being absurd, but that's how I feel. You had these vinyl records, so you had this big, big cover and you could put really beautiful big photos on there. This man had photographed many of the very most popular bands emanating out of Hollywood at that time, music groups. So he was a very high-level photographer, and he worked at a, very, at a very high level in a very competitive industry. And he was enamored of us, and so he took some beautiful, he did some beautiful photo sessions with Swami, took a whole series of these classic black-and-white pictures of Swami in the late 70s, which, you know, it are, it appear in various archives at this point. But, but the person who was actually in charge of marketing, which was not me at that time, had been studying a lot of books about marketing, what to do and how to do it. And so she was talking to this man, whose first name was Norman, about, you know, that maybe we should make three different book covers and see which one sold better, or three different album covers and see which one sold better. He said, uh, why would you let other people decide who you want to be? He said, decide who you want to be and then present it with confidence to the world. Don't ask them who you're supposed to be. And he was, of course, completely contrary 
to you know all the advice that was being given to them, but it was the right advice for a creative artist who has their own energy and knows what they're doing. I remember reading the biography of Steve Jobs at a certain point, and uh, of course he was well known for just doing what he knew was right and self-evidently had extraordinary intuition. And there's, there were two things I remember briefly from that biography. One of them was basically something about doing market research to find out. He said, they don't know what they want. I haven't invented it yet. It was like, why would I ask for their opinions? I know what I'm here to do. I mean, the same thing happened when they had to choose some colors. You know, they, they, the conventional wisdom is we do market research. He just said, no, I know what the colors are supposed to be. And he it was proven, I mean, his intuition was right every time. Now, that's one thing that Swami's talking about, which is if you really know what you're doing and you really feel it from the inside, not egoically, but you really know that what you're operating on from inspiration, you don't need everybody else to confirm it. And a lot of times, in fact, your creativity gets very confused if you allow, allow too many opinions. So we're talking about in terms of personality, in terms of my place in the world, feeling like a worthwhile person. We don't want to be concerned all the time. At the same time, you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention. If people are not buying your product, you can't just constantly say that they don't have any taste. You have to stop and think, who am I trying to serve? You know, what is my audience? How can I serve them? Then you have to you have to think. You can't just demand that the universe come to you. Steve Jobs could because it did. Swami Kriyananda could because he was operating at a very high level from God's inspiration, and it wasn't about popularity. It was about attunement. At the same time, Swami was always very interested in the things people said to him. You know, just he didn't always take people's opinions seriously. And let me phrase it differently. He wasn't concerned about their opinions, but he was interested in it, in them, if it concerned him. I mean, what he ought to do, what, what he ought not to do. And oftentimes he would get, you know, very critical letters, and he would just share them quite openly in his book, um, In Divine Friendship, which is a collection of letters, which I, is a whole other series that I've, I've been doing, just reading and commenting on those. One of them is... Um, Someone got quite upset because Swami shared the letter that they had written to him. He'd shared it with you know, 10 or 12 other people. He hadn't, he hadn't posted it or mailed it to 10,000 people, but he shared it with 10 or 12 of the closest advisors that he had. And they were, they were upset. They felt it was a breach of their privacy. And Swami wrote back and said, Well, as I recall, the content of your letter was highly critical of me. He said, if anybody's privacy was breached, I think it would have been mine. <laughs> and he said, and I was genuinely interested to see if other people shared your opinion. And, and Swami, he wasn't faking. He was genu genuinely interested. I recently received a very critical letter, which is not the first one I've ever received, believe me. It was very seriously written by someone that I respect. And... Uh, I didn't feel that what was written in that letter was true, but I thought it would be very dangerous for me to assume that it wasn't. So I, I was careful as to who I shared it with because it, the situation was a little complicated. But I, I s sincerely, as openly as I was capable of doing, did exactly what Swami did.
what's true about this letter? You know, what is God trying to tell me through this? And I learned a few things that were very, very important for me to learn. Not even so much from what the person said, but from the fact that it was said. I'll give you another really interesting example. Um, I went to Italy once in the, in the position that I've been in, in leadership here. You know, a leader wears a t-shirt that has a big bullseye on it. You sort of, you just like, whatever people don't like, they, they often go after who's ever in charge. And some people just are anti-authority, and so they go after you. It's part of what you, part of the role when you're the leader. And you have to work hard to win people. You, you can't listen to everyone, but you definitely can, can't not listen. You have to also listen. And, I, I, and so over the course of the years, as I have worked through my karma uh, in this position, because this position is a great one for working out karma, which is why it was given to me. If I had no karma to work out, I wouldn't have been in this position. And I arrived in Europe, and Swami, where Swami was, I went to visit him, and he... Uh, Let's see, how did it exactly happen? Oh, he, he, he reamed me through pretty strongly. Swami was always supportive. He, no matter, I want to say this, no matter what Swami said, you always felt encouraged, more encouraged than discouraged. Swami, in fact, said that once. When, when you are criticized, he, he talked about Master. When Master would, would correct his disciples, no matter what he said, you always felt encouraged after he spoke to you, no matter how emphatic it was. He said, when Satan is influencing you, you feel discouraged. So whenever you feel discouraged, it's the dark force. Because even hard truths still, you may feel sad or a little about it, but still there's a, an energy that makes you want to go forward. So Swami was pretty definite, just described a certain situation that had been reported to him among certain people and that you know, certain certain things were credit, uh, attributed to me and to, uh, you know, someone else who had been intimately involved in all of it, and it was not good. And, you know, my philosophy when Swami corrects me is to listen very attentively. If if I ever try to self, to justify myself, that is a very bad thing to do. That always just gets me in more trouble. I mean, I'm going to listen when Swami corrects. So I listened very attentively, and it was interesting. A day or two later, I don't know what came up, but I said to Swamiji, if it matters, you know, sir, that situation we're describing, all the facts that you have are wrong. And he said, oh, I know. (laughs) Just like that, I know. He said, but if anybody can even say something like that about you, even if it's not true, if they're going to say it, you have a problem. I thought, wow, I'm so glad I listened. You know, because I could easily have said the facts are wrong. But it wasn't, it was an energy. He was responding to an energy. So you have to listen. You have to listen carefully. Because a lot of times people's facts are wrong. But their truth is not wrong. So you have to want to know. What's, what's the point here? I'm trying to learn. I want to know. But I'm not concerned about it. In that my self-worth does not depend on the approval of other people. My self-worth depends on my sincerity. And my, 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 what do I say? Well, I say in my sincere efforts of words, it all comes down to sincerity and my intentions. That's how Swami put it to me once also, when, again, I was totally misunderstood because I used the wrong words in too many of them. 
And I wasn't thinking about what the person needed. I was just thinking about the fact that I had a good idea, and so I shared it. But it, it wasn't the right time. And so the person rebelled quite emphatically. And, you know, the way things would work, they would go over my head, and over my head was to Swami. So he came to me and basically told me that it had been a big mess up. And once again, and this time I did tell him, I said, you know, of course, I didn't say anything like that. And Swami said, I understand, of course you didn't, because he could tell by the words that had been reported to him that he knew I would never speak like that. But he knew I had done something that had triggered a very defensive reaction. And so he said, you must think not only of what people need to hear, but also of their readiness to hear it. Ah, yes, I understand. Because I said, I said to him too, don't you agree that what I was trying to say was true? Oh yes, Wami said, oh yes. But you have to think not only of what's true, but of someone's readiness to hear it. So you had, your facts were right, but your truth was wrong in that particular case. Same situation the other time too. The facts, Swami had wrong facts, but he had right truth. And that's what you're listening for. That's what you're always listening for. What is God trying to tell me? Sometimes people are telling you something they don't even know. But if you listen attentively, you'll know what God is telling you. But they've just they've picked it up from wherever they could see it. And that's happened to me on more than one occasion. Somebody will tell me something that is not what I need to hear, but because they tell me, I know what I need to hear. It's, they're acting as an instrument, even if they're a flawed instrument. And then the other situation where Swami said, you have to think not only what the truth is, but what the person needs to hear. I said, sir, but I meant well. How did I say it? I didn't say, but I meant well. That, that wouldn't have been what I, I thought. Sir, but, you know, I, I was trying to help. And that was when Swami said to me, God reads the heart. And what that means is God knows what, what our intentions are. And even if we're inept in the execution of our intentions, if our intentions are pure, that's what God cares about. Now we have to learn to be less inept. That's, we have to learn to behave. It's important <clears throat> to be able to bring out of ourselves. But as Swami said, this is how he put it to me, I remember. You are responsible for your intention, but you can't always control how that intention is received. Now that doesn't mean you can't learn from how that intention is received. But if you mean well, and someone takes offense, if your intention was good, God reads the heart. But listen, and try to think, hmm, if my intention is good, as Swami said, think not only what you have to say, but of someone's readiness to say it. Because who am I serving? You know, I'm here to help. I'm not here just to listen to myself talk. I can sit alone in my room and do that. I'm here to help. So, Swami says, don't worry about others' opinions. Don't be concerned with what anyone says or thinks about you, unless you think you might learn something by listening. Think in terms of what you give out to others, not of what you receive from them in return. God bless you. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.